Mr. Miyagi. I know it's been a few months, but better late than never, right? I've been thinking about you a lot lately. I, um, you know, it's, it's funny. When I was a kid, you seemed to always have all the answers, and I guess I thought when I got older, I'd have it all figured out, too. But now I just feel like I'm clueless. Makes me wonder, was it different for you or were you just better at hiding it? Maybe that was it, huh? I feel like lately I've let my anger take control. You know me, I've always been a bit of a hothead, so... I really wish you could be here right now. <laughs> Daniel Sam, you remember a lesson about the balance? Yeah. A lesson not just karate only, lesson for whole life. Whole life have a balance. Everything be better. Understand? Yeah. I understand. Hey, welcome back, everyone. It's the most influential speaker from the House of M. Let's open up the icebox and see what we can find today. Well, guess what you're going to find today? It's pretty much uh, become a bit of a normal thing around the icebox these days, hasn't it? Yes, we are continuing our wonderful conversation about Cobra Kai that you can be seeing and you better be watching on Netflix currently. They got seasons one and two. Season three is just around the corner. I believe January... Uh, is when the new season comes out. So you better be you better be watching. Um, Wildcard comes back, and we're talking episode five, which is arguably my favorite episode so far in the series. And it's because of a lot of reasons, but the main reason was because at the end of the episode, we'll get into it in our conversation a little bit later on. But first, just a couple things that are on my mind.
So today I had the wonderful experience of uh, being called ma'am. Yeah. Uh, I was at my place of, uh, I don't know, we'll say where my nine to five is and um, helping people out, helping this person, helping that person, which is what I do. And I do it very well. And someone came up to me and it was a gentleman and he called me ma'am. Has that ever happened to you? Huh? If you were a guy, were you ever called, hi, ma'am? Or, or, or we'll flip it. If you're a lady, were you ever called, excuse me, sir? How does it make you feel? I don't know. I was uh, taken back, but just momentarily. And then my senses of just move on with the situation and deal with the matter at hand and help the person out. You can call me, ma'am. Go ahead. Have fun with it. I do. Yeah, sure. I'm a ma'am. How can I help you? How can I help you? As I said with my ma'am voice, right? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but in all in all fairness, I've done the same thing to people. And here's how I feel when I've been on the other side of that coin. I've uh, called people, oh, thanks, thanks, sir. And it was a lady. Or thank you, ma'am. And it was a guy. Or I said, thank you, ma'am or sir. And then upon realizing who I'm talking to, I couldn't tell if it was a lady or a guy. So it's just, has anyone else experienced those things? Have you been victim of being called the opposite sex of what you are? I, it's just so weird and I don't know. Okay, so back to me being on the other side of the coin. When I've done that to people, I felt bad. I, I legit felt bad. I was like, oh my God. And embarrassed, I guess I should say. I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were a... How do you, how do you respond to that when you catch yourself? Sorry, I didn't know you were a guy. Sorry, I didn't know you were a lady. Well, I mean, there's differences, right? I just, I, and I, I don't know. I just felt confused. I felt, uh, like I said, embarrassed. Uh, I felt bad when I did it. So it was finally done to me. And uh, I guess on my side, I didn't really, I didn't really care, I guess. Uh, I just went with it and uh, continued on with the task at hand. You want to call me a dude? Cool. You want to call me a lady? I don't. I don't care. Just what? What can I help you with? <laughs> um. So yeah, and that's just the life. I've I've worked retail in my entire life, and I've I've definitely done that to people. And I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. Uh, I didn't mean to. It was just uh, me being my jerkish self. You know, I'm being ignorant. I'm being an idiot. So I apologize. Um, you're not going to see that with too many people today. Apologizing for what they've done. Pfft. No one does that anymore, but I do. The most influential speaker from the House of M apologizes to everyone I mistakenly called, every lady that I mistakenly called a man, and every man that I've mistakenly called a lady, and to those who I called one or the other, and then when I still looked at you, I couldn't tell what you were. Um, so I, I apologize for that. Um, again, that's me being ignorant. It's me being a grown-up person and and taking matters into my own hand and apologizing, recognizing my own faults. So, from the most influential speaker from the House of M, I do sincerely apologize. I went to uh, Mayfair Mall... A few days ago, I say days, it could have been weeks, it could have been months. Does it really matter? Do you really need to know 
how long ago I went to Mayfair Mall. Actually, it might matter in this case because uh, if I told you I went to Mayfair Mall a year ago, right? We're at quite a different place our world was in a year ago. So we'll say within the last few weeks. We'll say that. How about that? So in the COVID-ridden world, I was at Mayfair Mall. And we were going to, I was with, of course, the, the queen of the House of M, my better half, the far superior of the two of us, the lady who dominates the world, uh, the lady who is, is, is my queen. She joined me on this escapade. We were going to go to a store at Mayfair Mall, and we were going to go to the Lego store. Maybe to look, look around, you know, uh, maybe pick out a gift, a regalo, if you will, a regalito, if you will, practicing Spanish because Diggs is taking Spanish and he's getting an A in it, and uh, I don't know Spanish at all. Okay, um, and we went to the store, uh, Mayfair Mall, in, in hopes to go to the Lego store to pick out a Lego set for a gift for someone. It was for Diggs. And we get there, and the parking lot was pretty full. I was kind of taken back by that. Uh, not knowing what to expect. I lied. I've lied. I knew what I wanted to expect. And I didn't get those expectations met. I wanted to go to the mall, to a half-empty mall, so I wouldn't have to talk to anyone. And I could just go in and out to get what I needed to get go there for. That was my expectation. Because it's COVID, right? Who's going to be at a mall... During these times. And I expect some people would, but not like, you know, crazy amounts of people. Well, guess what I found at Mayfair Mall? There was indeed a crazy amount of people there. And I mean crazy. It was almost like a Saturday at the mall prior COVID. And I didn't like it. <laughs> I did not like it. I saw <laughs> I saw too many people for my liking. I saw people not wearing masks. I saw people with masks below their noses, people with masks below their chins, people with masks around their ears. Uh, just you know, all kind, all kinds of ways to wear masks, except of course the proper way. I've seen, I saw people wearing the mask the proper way though. Okay, I, 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 I got to give credit where credit is due. But it was just a lot of people and I wasn't expecting it. And there was, they're, you know, going this way, going that way, back and forth, uh, near me, around me, get away from me. <laughs> um, I felt uncomfortable. Now, normally, I feel uncomfortable at malls anyway, even prior COVID. Just not my place to be. Uh, just, you just don't, I don't, I don't go to malls. You know what I'm saying? Um, when I do go to malls, it was for, for a very specific reason. And I went in, did my test, did my job, and I got out, which is what I wanted in this case. But no. We went when we went we went in, and from in, from the get go, we entered through uh, Barnes and Noble. Great place, great store. It has has books. You ever heard of it? it? Has books there? People still read books nowadays? Yeah, better, because books are important. Books allow an escape. Books are very important. You should go stop listening to my podcast right now and go read a book. I'm done. This is it. The podcast is over. Go go read a book. Push pause. Come back to the podcast. Okay, you're back? Good. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, why, why, why wouldn't you read? <laughs> Idiots. Um, 
but yeah, anyway, we went through Barnes and Noble, and already like the the top of the mall was uh, or the that's the escalator was cold closed, or that side of the mall was closed, so we already had to you know move our move our route to get to the upper level, and to do that we had to go into the mall itself. I was planning on just walking my myself through the beauty of that which is Barnes and Noble passing books, passing toys, passing Funko Pops, passing great smells from their bakery or whatever's in there. Is it a Starbucks? Starbucks in uh, Barnes and Noble? No. It is. I don't know. Whatever. It's something in there. They, they, you know, all those smells you get to enjoy the nice smells. Do you ever open a Okay. Do you ever open a book and just smell it? I got this thing. I love smells some of them are bad and i guess i would say get that away from me then if i didn't like the smell but there are some smells i just absolutely adore and one of them is that of a book open it up just smell the heck i don't know what it is print ink solvents paper oh it just smells adorable I love the way books smell. You know what else others smell? I like the smell of brand new shoes. When, <laughs> if you're in a store and you got shoes on the rack and stuff, do you ever smell them? Maybe that's why COVID's still around, because I'm smelling everything. But the smell of new shoes? Oh, God. New car smell? People! Smells! This has become Smellcast! This is awesome! Uh, even toys. Brand new toys have a, a, have a distinct scent to them as well. When you open them up right off the blister packaging. Oh my gosh, some of them are just amazing. Just amazing. Well, that's my talk about smells, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get back to the story at hand. Me making my way up through Barnes & Noble. Ideally, to avoid the mall to get to the Lego store. But that wasn't happening. I had to go out into the real mall. And there it was. People to the left of me. People to the right of me. People in front of me, people in back of me. For all I knew, there were people above me. And there were, because there was an upper level. All around me. But I did it. I knew I had to get to the Lego store to find a Lego set for my son's birthday. So I marched on. You would have been proud of me. I marched on and on as the brave father figure that I am. Past the heebie-jeebies, past this COVID virus, past these ugly things, these ugly germs and all that stuff. I did it because the mission was important. The mission was that important. And there it was, the Lego store. And I ran into another problem. The Lego store, I saw the guy who probably, who's, who's been working there for as long as I've been going to that store. Uh, he got his little who daddy out. Um, not that who daddy. I meant like a little like iPad and stuff. Um, these and it looks like he's checking people in. I was like, okay, it's not a, not a big of a deal. Fine, you know, it's a small store. If you ever been to the Lego store, some most of them are small stores in malls anyway. Um, not the Mall of America. That's a big old store. Well, I'm not talking about the Mall of America, am I? All right. Um. So he's checking people in. I was like, hey, good. That's fine. You know, only let so many people in. We get there. We say. We'd like to enter your fine establishment, sir. Let us into the Lego store so we may complete our quest on getting a Lego set for our son's birthday. 
And he said, yeah, there's going to be a problem with that. See, we only allow so many people inside our store, see? And right now we are at capacity, see? And also with my little who daddy here. No, not that who daddy, this who daddy. My electronic gizmo here, my iPad. Well, my iPad says, we've got a 40-minute wait for you, sir. So you better meander on out of here and be on your way. Come back in 40 minutes, and then you can enter our fine. What did you say it was? Establishment? Yeah, that's what I said it was. It was your fine establishment. 40 minutes, huh? So after everything I said, how important the mission was, what the mission was for, I bailed. <laughs> I, I I aborted the mission. It wasn't that important. <laughs> God, I'm, I'm I am. You think I'm nice? You really think I'm a good person? When in all honesty, I'm I am literally a jerk. I am just a bad person. Don't get involved with me. You just you don't want any part of this. I am really terrible. I'm just not a good person. So, I did have one other urge upon entering that mall, and that was to use the facility, the bathroom. And I was able to use the bathroom. There was a line for the bathroom, too, because they only allowed certain many uh, individuals in there. And uh, this just in, I get an anonymous message from Hangouts, and it says, you finally admit to being a jerk. Yes, I've done it on the podcast before. I know you've heard it. But yes, I admit it. I am a jerk. Don't don't like me. I don't know why you listen to the podcast. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. No one listens to the podcast. That's right. Maybe it's because I'm a jerk. Oh, my God. Hey, in all seriousness, I like to say thank you verbally to all of my loyal supporters. I'm trying to think of a cool name for you. I think I one time I called you my ice cubes. Um, but we'll see if that sticks, but I want to, I want to, I want to say thank you to my loyal listeners at this time. Thank you very much. Those who realize that even though I am a jerk, I put out quality, quality entertainment. Should I use my Pacino voice to emphasize that? He puts out quality entertainment. There you go. But yes, I am a jerk. Nonetheless, uh, I was, they had a line to the bathroom and I used it, did my business Cleaned my hands, walked out. Queen and I, we walked out arm in arm, skipping the entire way because we're always happy when we're together and stuff like that. We exited the mall and realized, I realized anyway, and it made her laugh, which was the goal. I said, huh, this is the first time I went to the mall and I only used it for the bathroom. <laughs> oh, God, what a terrible experience. That mall trip was didn't get done what we wanted to. I had a bail. Here I was saying I was brave, but really I'm just a coward. I admit I'm a jerk. This was just a poor experience. Until our eyes gaze upon a little white van painted with Hello Kitty. And people, I don't know what it is. I don't think I own anything of Hello Kitty. But it just called upon me. And I had to take, what do they call them? A selfie? I had to take a selfie by this 
beautiful, beautiful van painted with Hello Kitty all over it. And uh, that changed the whole experience. So to all you Hello Kitty fans out there, I know what it's about. I've seen some great, um, great art of Hello Kitty mixed with uh, different movies at uh, was Universal Studios, one of their gift shops. They had a great Hello Kitty section. I don't know what it is. The Hello Kitty just recently came out with some Funko Pops, and there was one of a robot that I really want. I haven't gotten, but I really want. That could be the first My Hello Kitty thing that I'll ever own. And uh, I just want to give my uh, want to give my my respect to the Hello Kitty fans out there and the Hello Kitty property. Um, you've earned it, and uh, thank you for allowing me to take my picture against your wonderful van. <laughs> it was a great looking van. It was a great look. Arguably, I probably ruined the scenery with my mug across the My Hello Kitty. Uh, van is it my hello kitty why do i keep saying my hello kitty it's just hello kitty right i don't know whatever see that's what kind of fan i'm in anyway stupid mall experience saved by a hello kitty uh van i would have taken my picture with hello kitty herself but she was on a bathroom big too so uh there you have it uh tell me about your mall experiences you know what better yet don't i don't even want to hear them Okay, so now that brings us to the wonderful part of the show, the conversation of Cobra Kai, with guest speaker becoming a regular, uh, the wild card himself. Uh, This episode is my favorite of the series so far. Um, I try to watch, I've seen the entire season one and two, and I've tried not to uh, peek ahead at episodes to see what they're about. I'm trying to rewatch them again as if they're my first time watching, which I have a real skill for. And uh, episode five, once I realized a certain point that this episode is where that wonderful scene happened, I got all excited. Um, so this is a great conversation that went in, uh, got a lot of different directions between the wild card and myself. Uh, hit home with a lot of things too. Uh, let's let's just get right to it. This is uh, the wild card and I talking about Cobra Kai on Netflix, episode five. All right, welcome back, everyone, to uh, the Icebox. We have the recurring guest of the Wild Card. He is coming back to talk about this excellent episode of Season 1, Episode 5 of Cobra Kai, perfectly titled Counterbalance. Um, I, you know, I, I've seen both seasons, and we're re-watching it right now, but honestly, if, in, in, my, in my short-term memory right now, I think... This might have had the best part um, that I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> but for sure, <laughs> arguably anyway, but for sure the best moment in the entire series for me, which we will get to. I'm not even going to hint at it right now um, because that is one of my points uh, that we'll bring up for sure later. Um, but this episode was fantastic, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, Wildcard, welcome back to the show. Um Go ahead and say the say the, so say some wonderful words that you always have for us and the the wonderful listeners of the Icebox Podcast. Welcome back. 
Well, good to be back. Good to be back as my voice breaks. Um, <laughs> it's uh, no, we're on a, we're on a new schedule. I got my coffee, and we're going good here this morning. Yeah. Um, can't wait to dive into this episode. <laughs> it was again, like I said, it was so much fun. Um, I just had to rewatch it like the last little bit again, <laughs> right before <laughs> this we went on air here and. Oh, what a, what an episode! Yeah. God damn it, I love this show. Yeah. It is so good, <laughs> folks. This is such a good show. God, if you just if you haven't watched it, oh, just like shoot yourself because <laughs> you're missing out. <laughs> you're I wouldn't missing go that out. far, listeners. We are not advocating <laughs> shooting yourselves, but um, it, it's 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 the feeling you're missing out. Just like millions are missing out on the Icebox podcast. First of all. You, if you haven't seen Cobra Kai on Netflix, you are for sure missing out on some quality, quality entertainment. Um, and I'll say it, even life lessons. <laughs> um, well, I'll, 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 I'll give this. I'll give them a break. I guess I'll give them a break. Um, if you're any kind of person who likes movies, appreciates movies, then you're going to love this show. Because it's finally like a remake that Jim, I'm gonna say it's it's definitely still on par, if not exceeding the original trilogy. I don't. I mean, that's hard to say right now because you know it's not complete, but it's trending that way. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it it definitely it builds upon the foundation that was already solid, right? Um, so if you you take something and you your if your foundation is like perfect, we'll say. Or you know, very very well built, um, and you always wonder what can we? Okay, we've done it. We've done this. Now what? And sometimes people they can they can wreck the foundation by uh, adding on to it uh, unnecessarily. Um, but in this case, what they're adding to the the uh, the story that's already been told so far just excels everything that's already been previously viewed, which is why this is so captivating. Because it's building on something so already rich in entertainment, in values, that it's taking it a step beyond that. So saying it could be better, it's arguable for sure, because everyone's going to have their say on that. But um, I would t- lean towards uh, agreeing with you, um, because it's it's honing in on what's already been laid out. Um, revisiting stuff that already worked um, in the foundation, in the three movies. And, and bringing that back into the series to remind today's audiences of those values and moments. Um, so, yeah, it very well could be superior <laughs> to the uh, to the yeah. original foundation. So um, is that kind of what you were saying, too? Yeah, for sure. That's, yeah. That's, uh, just watch it. Just, <laughs> Bottom line, just watch the damn show. <laughs> just do something. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> um, okay. Well, hey, um, let's get right into it with our with our uh, initial thoughts on season one, episode five of Cobra Kai, entitled "Counterbalance." A lot of uh, quiet moments, a lot of like one-liner moments that has that totally adds the humor that you're expecting from Cobra Kai. Um, you see another uh, character introduced to. Um, you see Daniel um, 
being manipulative. Uh, you see the victim now. Uh, you've seen Daniel as the victim plenty of times, but now you see uh, Johnny Lawrence become a victim as well. Uh, you see an excellent rematch. You see um, success with Cobra Kai. Um, we revisit. We get a, a wonderful revisit to an old old friend to the to the movie franchise. Uh, so much so that the episode is actually dedicated to him, um, and that's Pat Morietta with who plays um, Mr. Miyagi. So this this moment has a lot of it has a lot of retribution in it too. A lot of great moments. A lot of one very quick element scenes where it it kind of builds upon or he just sh- you know elevates the character to another step. And in, in that regard, I'm talking about Amanda. Uh, she has a, a another her moments are few. But they're breakout moments, I think, with her, which really uh, solidifies her her character. Um, but just very well done. I am so excited to get into the our crane drum uh, techniques and our kata moments. Um, but wildcard, <laughs> I know we talked about it already. But what else do you got to say about this? What's your initial thoughts of the episode? Uh, you hit every part of it. Uh, I, I highlighted some stuff that uh that i personally love about this the whole franchise um i i love that they keep giving us the classic 80s montage (laughs) yes yes i cannot get enough montage i give me more montage oh (laughs) i love it and they do it so well yeah in, in this series it's so it's done so well and i mean that's how this episode started off yep, and i'm yep, just yep. like oh man it's i'll tell you what honestly um this show has has affected me so much because this came out in 2018 okay um and that was right around the time when i decided to like uh, i'm turning 40 i got to get my shit together i got to start eating right yeah. Working out and doing all that stuff. So this show had a big influence on that because of the music. I mean, it's great music. So that's <laughs> got me, you know, I was, I had a great uh, playlist for the summer and um, it, uh, it really helped me. Honestly, it really helped me get me down that road to, you know, to get myself into shape and, you know, it's something that, I, you know, I'm still doing, but it's, <laughs> you know, I can, I, this show can take, you know, credit for that too because it's it's inspiring. It gave me that eighties montage. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It's the whole point. Yeah. And like the whole transformation with Miguel. I mean, you see it. The you see a good transformation of Miguel in this, this episode. Yes. Yes. Um, and well, I'll talk about that later. But uh, yeah, it's uh, so it's so inspiring. This show is it does it inspires me, and it did. So just a huge fan. Uh, of Cobra Kai, uh, I, I love it. <laughs> All right, you can you can easily tell that we're excited to to get into this. Um, again, we're not going to go detail for detail, but uh, a lot of the great moments are going to come out in our conversation. Uh, the way we have this set up is we take our favorite moments. Uh, we have our crane technique, which isolates a moment. We have our drum technique, which isolates another. And then we finish it up with our kata moment, and then we have our wrap up. So I hope you're enjoying this new format to the to the uh, Cobra Kai discussion, um, and then you know, again, if you want the fine details, which some of us we might mention in the show too, but 
We implore you. That's why you have to watch the show. We're just going to hopefully entice you to watch it um, with our moments here that we bring up. Uh, hopefully motivate you to go watch the show and appreciate it. And hopefully uh, become it becomes as inspiring to you as it has to us. So without further ado, let's get to our crane technique. Wake up and smell the coffee, Mr. LaRusso. What, you think you can rely on that crane crap? Wildcard, go ahead and start us off with your crane technique moment. Um, so there's a lot to digest in this episode. I mean, it, it's hard to pick just three, but, um, I'll, I'll take one that probably you wouldn't, most people wouldn't take a lot from this episode. Cause you know, here she's a brief appearance, but I like to talk about moon. Um, and remind I, the audience who moon is. So moon is. Mean girl number two, uh, part from Samantha's friends. Okay. And there's like the blonde girl, uh, who's the alpha, and then this girl's the beta. Okay. And but her her name is Moon. All right. And um, I a lot of I guess a lot of people really don't like her, <laughs> like online, <laughs> like, like of of all the characters they don't like Moon, but uh, I uh, personally. I love Moon. <laughs> I, uh, I I love her. I think she's such an adorable little character. Uh, she's a total little hippie, and <laughs> the uh, her her little scene in this in this episode was you know they're in the car yeah and her and uh, I can't you know I gotta figure what's the what's the other girl's name I, I know I know Moon and Samantha I don't know like the third girl whatever her name is I'll try to look them um. Up. But uh, so, anyways, her they're sitting in the car and they're smoking some weed uh, in their car because it is California and it's it's legal there, folks. So settle down. <laughs> um, but I mean, they're taking a little taking a little five minute uh, you know break, smoke break, and uh, <laughs> it's the whole little the whole little conversation they have is so cute. Like she's like, uh, my mom gave me this weed. She's like, it's lowering calories or something. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Uh, So she's a, she's a very, you know, she's a, she's concerned, you know, and she, she maintains herself well, but um, just like some of the stuff she says in in that little scene in the car, like she, she scolds Sam where she kind of like is disgusted with Sam and she's like, before you, before uh, he, you met us, you didn't even electrolyze. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> holy shit. It is just some of the little little stuff she's saying uh, that I really, I mean, she's such a follower. I mean, yeah. we'll get to find out who this girl is, but. Follower of um, Yasmin. I think Yasmin is her name. Yasmin. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. Thanks, Charlie Huckle. Um, yeah, good old, good old Charlie. <laughs> good old Charlie. <laughs> Oh man! Um, so, folks, if you didn't know where that's from, <laughs> come on, that's from Willy Wonka. Notes to the show, <laughs> right? Oh, jeez. Um, but no. So, I mean, and then the, like the last thing she t- she tells Sam, she's like, because uh, Yasmin says, like, I heard you went down in in the movie theater and uh, and Kyler, yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, Moon just tells you like. <laughs> 
that's yucky. <laughs> Just the way she says it is, is adorable. But um, this character does, you know, she gets her screen time in the in the episodes upcoming too. Yep. So they do expand her character. Um, but that was it's just a brief little moment that uh, you know she had a real small scene in this episode. But again, maybe that's uh, I, I'm a fan of Moon. Uh, I am on Team Moon. Um, <laughs> I think she's she's adorable. She's a little little hippie hipster, um, and I, I really enjoy her character. Yeah, um, and like you said, they do expand upon her character again, which is so. Uh, just another great thing about the show is that they take these little little bit pieces um, and arguably possibly throwaway characters, um, you know, Kyler included. You know, you, you think that arc will only go so far, but you never know how far that character will develop, too. But um, same thing with Moon. We've only, we've seen her, you know, in glimpses of and it's always been with the mean girl uh, entourage, so to speak. Um, but you do get a little bit of her. Like I guess, like you said, like that hippiness, um, her 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 personality in the things she has to say, and to me, it plays so so much like it, that high, the high school vibe. Um, and again, I'm you know over forty, so I I've I've probably lost touch with high school and stuff. But if I had to envision that, I think that encapsulates it perfect <laughs> perfectly with how yeah, they're portraying sure. it. You know, um, yeah. so they're doing a really good job of. Uh, uh, capturing that high school identity um, and, you know, rich girls in the valley. Uh, again, I wish I have no experience of at all, so I'm just going with it. Um, but uh, and, and I love how they, they both reacted to the to the homeless lady coming at her or coming oh, at them. Oh, yeah, I, for, I totally forgot about that. Right. <laughs> and uh, Yasmin tells her, lock the doors. And uh, Moon, I think, responds. It's like, well, I don't want to lock her because she might get her feelings hurt if I do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's, she's concerned she, yeah she's concerned about hurting her feelings um which oh i mean i i remember i remember even now like locking my doors after i see certain people and uh, if i'm with someone they always, they always give me a look it's like what i'm just i'm just i just forgot to lock them earlier that's all <laughs> right. yeah. um but yeah no great moment uh, i didn't even know there was a team moon um, but, uh, that's a great, that's, that's great. Cause the, I, I would not have picked that moment at all. Um, so it's, that's why it's, it's fun to have these conversations. Cause, uh, we definitely get some different viewpoints on here. So, uh, who else is team moon? They got to let us know. Uh, and, and then obviously you're with, yeah, uh, I, I don't, good company I don't even know card. if there is, a, I don't even know if there is a movement, but I'm going to start it. <laughs> you're going to start it. That would be it, so awesome. If it, if, you know, if it isn't out there, I mean, I'm team moon folks. I am all T Moon. Um, yes. And you so heard it here hashtag first. Hashtag T Moon. T Moon was T-moon. born on the Icebox podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, my crank technique moment um, is uh, Aisha joining Cobra Kai. Um, I thought there was a lot of uh, great works of comedy. Uh, and then literally evolving into uh, seriousness with pity and sorrow with an inside look of how teens process information and then right away back to comedy and um, how old school people or old school mentality would handle these situations for better or for worse is what we'll let you decide. But 
they're in the middle of a training session with uh, Lawrence and uh, Miguel, and in comes Aisha. <laughs> and uh, it's prefaced because uh, prior to the scene, um, you're, we learn that uh, Johnny is subletting the dojo to uh, a yoga class um, to help with rent. Uh, so he's trying to make ends meet. And that'll, you know, that comes into play later in the episode as well. So when Aisha comes in, <laughs> Lawrence kind of just says, sorry, yoga's not till five, <laughs> till five or whatever the time. And um, she goes, no, I'm here for karate. And right then, this sets up the comedy moment where Lawrence is like, "No, it's, it's not. It's not. For, it's not karate. It's not for girls. Um, it's just like the military. That's why they don't let women in the military. It just doesn't make sense." <laughs> and he's like legit about it. He's like, "Doesn't oh, make yeah. sense." <laughs> he's just he's so matter of fact and serious about it. And uh, you know, they they Miguel makes <clears throat> he talks sense into Lawrence. Because he realized, hey, we need we need every he tells actually when Miguel brings up great points with with Aisha, not just saying he's not even playing just the standard, hey, women are equal kind of thing. Um, and, and he, he actually he plays to his sensei's um, values because he sees how he can be. And instead of like saying, hey, other than, you know, equality, which is what's important in this aspect, um, he plays to Lawrence's values and says, her dad's rich. <laughs> um, I believe it's her dad, right? Yeah. Yeah. So her dad's former, rich. Um, a former linebacker player. for the, the football team. And uh, or lineman or whatever. Team. I can't remember the position. Um, yeah. But so he he plays the money aspects. Hey, she's going to pay because their, their parents are loaded. Her parents are loaded. So, of course, that gets Lawrence back in there and uh, basically has like a, a one-off session with her saying what I... Um, or Miguel also says, yeah, she was teased and stuff. So Lawrence brings that up and um, Aisha goes into it. And then we get to the serious part of it um, where and it just I mean, don't just take what she says at at um, at face value, literally process what she says. And this is a huge part that goes on, unfortunately, with our young people's lives here. Um, and it's it's so ridiculous, but it is so impactful to these young people's minds uh, with social media being what it is today. Um, she gets teased anonymously, right? And she mm, gets emails, which uh, emails is, are almost not archaic, but they're, you know, on the wayside, but that's still prevalent, I guess. But I would say more with like social media posts, but she says messages and she gets them all the time saying that she's ugly, right? And you can only hear those things so much before you do one of two things. Um, you get beaten by it or you you overcome it. And um, and this is Aisha trying to overcome these things because she's tired of it, rightfully so. Um, and she even goes out to say that she's got uh, messages that tell, that tell her to kill herself. Again, if we just take it, those lines, you know, quickly, as quickly as they were presented to us in the episode... Um, we're quick to move on, and and Cobra Kai is quick to move on with it, um, because that's what the series does, which is fine. But if you stop to process what those messages do, can do to an individual, especially a young mind like that, it's crushing and debilitating, you know, or debil. I can't remember. It, it's hurtful. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, constant message of she's ugly. Go kill yourself. Um, and I'm waiting to see what Johnny says about this. This is Cobra Kai now, you know? What is Cobra Kai's mentality? 
and Lawrence captures it perfectly. It just says, well, he did, I'm not going to say the word. You can say the word if you want. But I'm going to say he denounces them, uh, rightfully so, as cowards. Um, because they do it behind their behind her back. Um, they do it anonymously, anonymous, anonymously with uh, messages and emails and posts and all that stuff, right? Um, and he says, back in his day, if we wanted to tease someone or pick on someone, we did it to their face. And a lot is telling from that, too. It's like... We, you know, we used to face problems head on. Um, we don't hide behind uh, a text message or a social media post because we can say whatever the heck we want to. And what are you going to do? Post another reply? You're not saying these things face to face. And a lot gets lost because of that. And it's so so present in today's in today's world it's scary and which is why i'm trying to teach um my kids that um the best the the, great weapon or power to have is your ability to communicate whether it be through texting messaging written communication but most importantly verbal because it's almost becoming a lost art if you know talking to someone directly and having an impactful conversation knowing what you're going to say to these people so cobra kai mentality johnny says you know they're cowards um and really motivates aisha to take the next step to overcoming her abuse and um it's really great and he says the next time you see these people you're not and this is a metaphor but you're not going to beat them um, with a keyboard. You're going to beat them with your fists. <laughs> and I love that. I love that. Again, it's a metaphor to me anyway, because it, he doesn't mean, again, on the surface, you're, you're, it's karate. And Cobra Kai teaches to strike first. So, And we've seen battles going out. So on the surface, it's like she's going to hit him and you know, get revenge that way. But if you look at it and try to process it, She's going to beat them with her fists means that the only way you can do that is if you're face to face. And that's how you should handle your confrontations, not cowardly behind a post, a message where you can do no wrong and you can say whatever the heck you want. But face to face, that takes courage. No, I, it's, that's, the, that's a great message um, for today. For today. Right. Uh, just talking to somebody in person is is a lost art form mm-hmm. so it uh if you can do that in, in today's uh i think this is personal feeling here sure uh, i think if you if you have that ability to communicate with people and be good at it uh, i think you could be very successful in today's world I, yes. uh, the problem is that not a lot of people know how to do it anymore right because of social media because everything's so virtu- virtual and god bless it because it's got you know i'm sure we we definitely need it now yeah it has its part <laughs> it, the, it definitely has its part yes you know if, if used properly right uh, it's right, very right, effective right and i think that's that's the whole problem with you know social media that they uh, is you know they people it's they live it like their lives like their whole lives are through social media and one of the things that drives me crazy is when i and people say 
Oh, my Facebook family. I'm like, oh, my God, shut your goddamn <laughs> mouth. You got, you're such a loser. You have no idea how much of a loser you are by saying that. And I can't stand it. Um, but, no, you know, when with Aisha saying that, you know, this is what they're, I mean, yeah, Johnny, I mean, what a bunch of pussies. There you go. <laughs> you know? God, and they are. They're nothing but a bunch of pussies. If this is the kind of bullying they're doing, because you know Johnny's, you know Johnny's right, folks. When we were, and I, and we're starting to sound like boomers now, because you know we're saying <laughs> when we were young, we're the angry but, old men. <laughs> yeah, I guess we are. But you know, when we were kids, I got. I'll tell you what, folks. I got teased like my first uh, two years of grade school. Um, I was like one of the only minorities back then. Yeah. Uh, in uh, in in grades, it's all you know. There's maybe I think there was one other Hispanic girl, and I think that's it. I don't know, but um, they uh, I mean they they used to tease me. They call me little Eskimo kid, Chinese, Japanese, Japanese, dirty knees, little stupid thing. They used to say. Yeah. Um, it's all kinds of stuff, and. Who is that? I can't remember. I can't remember who I was talking to. It's either mouth. But, you know, they said uh, if someone's teasing you, just give them a bop in the nose. Right? Next time. So it was that recess, and sure enough, I was getting teased again. And I hit the kid right in the nose. <laughs> and he went crying to the the recess monitor. What's uh, I can't even remember what they call that. Yeah, they have like uh, yeah recess monitors with like the moms that were watching uh, recess. Yeah. And so they brought playground me supervisor. To the yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but they so they brought me to the prince sister sister Jones uh, office. I remember that. Oh yeah. And um, they called mom, and I think mom came from uh, from work or whatever, and yeah. I'm bawling, and. Uh, <laughs> So they, you know, the sister Joan had a talk with me and she's like, like, you shouldn't do that, blah, 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 you know, and she's like, but uh, I will tell you this, I'm very proud of you. And uh, so this is a nun, folks, this, you know, she, she told me I did the right thing. Wow. You know, because yeah. I remember that because I was crying and when she said that I stopped crying and then me and mom went home for the day <laughs> and uh, but that was like, wow, that's, I did the right thing. So if you do it right, I mean, come on, again, you know, we're not saying abuse here. It's just, just stick up for yourself. Right. I mean, and that's another thing. People don't even use fists now. <laughs> that's even further down the rabbit hole. But um, it's, uh, it's yeah, a good example of today's bullying and it's cyberbullying. Yeah, you know, and, and it really is. It's legit. People can cyber bully, and oh yeah, it's it's crazy how that can affect you to the point where you wanna you wanna kill yourself. Yeah, and and it happens. Unfortunately, unfortunately, you know we've we have that experience in our family, but um, you know we we miss him we miss him dearly, and you know wouldn't he be a big deal today? But um, <laughs> yeah, he would you be. Know, we uh we miss you, Danny. We love you. <laughs> but um but yeah so uh great great moment uh from uh from aisha miss or as uh, johnny calls her miss robinson 
but yeah, so um, the great, yeah, great moment. Uh, Aisha joins Cobra Kai, and uh, we'll see a lot more of that come into play later on. Oh, that was a little close. Drum technique, understand? Oh, yeah. Drum technique. Yeah, let me try. All right, so my drum technique moment would be Miguel versus Kyler and the gang, part two. <laughs> We saw the first time, and we were so happy for Miguel to stick up for himself, as we were just talking about earlier, too. Um, but he wasn't ready. Uh, he jumped the gun. He admitted it himself. Got in a lot of trouble. He got his butt kicked, severely kicked. Um, but he stood up for himself. Now, uh, as, uh, as you mentioned earlier on the episode, uh, with the classic 80s montage, we see Miguel progressing. Honing his skills, getting better, getting disciplined, learning more techniques, learning all the different stuff, learning how to take a hit and knowing that if you're going to be in a fight like this, you're going to get hit. You're going to take some bumps along the way, whether it be from your opponent or your surroundings. And you got to be able to know what that feels like so that you're prepared for it. And you may say it's overkill during the the montage when he's getting baseballs launched at him at high speeds. Hmm. But if you think about it, and this I'm going back to uh, my football days and well my my high school days I guess because that's that's the only time I was in sports. Um, but we ran so many laps, we did so many burpees, we pushed the sacks, pushed the sacks so many <laughs> times. Um, in a, in a five day period or four day period, what have you, that it was overkill, but you do that to get your body conditioned for the event, because the last thing you want to have happen is at the event or at the moment where you need to, um, need to activate and execute yourself. You don't want to go in gassed. You don't want to not be ready. So, of course, we did all that because when it comes to game time, you're ready to play that entire game. And you're not going to get tired because you put yourself through those conditions and you are ready to go. Miguel was ready to go during this confrontation. And it all started with, again, Sam sticking, again, sticking up for yourself. So we see a lot of this. Sam sticking up for herself again because she's tired of the lies that Kyler is spreading about her. So uh, we see her um, and the power in her character, too, uh, standing up to Kyler, confronting him, as we were just uh, praising before, face-to-face. She didn't reply by spreading lies, did she? No, she confronted him face-to-face. There's that old-school mentality, so she's got it. And right when, and you see Kyle just continue to be a, just an awful person, mind you, during oh, this thing God. too. Mentioning the billboard uh, with uh, the, 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 the um, Daniel and like, like the penis yeah. right across his face, right? And he says, now, you know, like daddy, like daughter or whatever. We know how, uh, where she gets her skills from. It's like, oh my God, Kyler. I could barely get all that, con- I could barely get that concept out because it was so <laughs> disgusting. And right then is when Sam is about to, I don't know, I don't know, launch herself at him with, with oh, her, she her, her, up. With her she karate and up. stuff, right? Yeah, she's squared up. in steps Miguel, and he <clears> says, <throat> leave her alone. Miguel, the, the, the hero right now, right, the protagonist, 
saying mm-hmm. he's he's ready. And not only does he want to show that he's ready, but he's he's using his known knowledge to stand up for someone else who's getting bullied. I love this wild card. This is so great. And um, Kyler, of course, you know, says, "What you didn't get enough of the first time," and and they go they go right at it. And this time, uh, Miguel is ready, and lay, just lays into Kyler initially. Strike first again. Um, but Kyler retaliates mm-hmm. like dr- and picks up, um, you know, like almost like an angle attack um, and grabs <laughs> Miguel and like throws him on the table. And you start seeing the gang coming in again. And we're I'm starting to get worried. It's like, oh, come on, Miguel. <laughs> you, you, this happened last time. But he learns. And just like I love picking apart the uh, the Darth Maul. Listen to me, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Just like I like, I love picking apart the Darth Maul versus uh, Obi Wan and Qui Gon Jinn fight, because you have two Jedi, a master Jedi and his apprentice, um, and who later becomes arguably the best Jedi ever in Obi Wan, um, going at this new threat, Darth Maul. Darth Maul knows what he has to do. He has to separate. He cannot take both of them on, despite his awesome double-bladed lightsaber. He cannot take both of them on at the same time. And you see that in the fight. You see Maul constantly, constantly trying to separate Qui-Gon from Obi-Wan so he can dismiss them one-on-one quickly. And he finally gets it, and look what happens. He takes down, spoiler alert, (laughs) he takes takes down Qui-Gon, right? And for all intents and purposes... He defeats Obi-Wan Kenobi when he gets them one-on-one. Miguel, back to this Cobra Kai moment, separates and takes some moves out of Jackie Chan. I always think of Jackie Chan when you, when you start using your surroundings and items around you because uh, mm. he, he okay. excels and that's what he's known for. But Miguel does that. He rolls himself on the table. He grabs lunch trays. He throws it at someone to kick another guy. He's separating his attackers. And because he does that, he successfully overcomes Kyler and the gang. Joe, wildcard, that moment was fantastic. He learned Miguel is ready. And so much so that when he describes the situation to his sensei, he earns something very precious to Johnny Lawrence. And this will pay off later in the episode as well because during this entire fight, all the students, they were still in school, people. So there's going to be some reality checks here. And the reality checks are people are filming this on their phones. Miguel does get in trouble in school. Okay, so I'm not advocating this thing, but I am I am talking enthusiastically about it. Um, he does get in trouble. Thankfully, <laughs> for the story's sake, uh, Yaya comes to pick him up. <laughs> and she defends him. She doesn't tell his mom or anything like that. She protects um, her grandson. And then when again when Miguel tells Lawrence all of this, Lawrence is proud. He is proud of him. So much so that he gives him his original Cobra Kai gi to Miguel, saying, not as a gift, but saying he earned it. And how great a feeling is that when you reach a successful point in your life? And you can say you did it because you earned it. 
another theme in this episode, even when Daniel was talking to the introduced character of Armand, when he was talking about new money, we'll say, and there's a lot of that in the Valley, but he and Armand earned what they have today. Great mm-hmm. moment. That was my drum technique. Miguel, Miguel vs. Kyler in the gang, part two. Miguel coming out on top. Wildcard, what do you have to add? Uh, no, it's that's a that's a great point um, that I didn't even take away from the episode, but it's thrown right in your face. I mean, <laughs> everything about earning it, you know, and that's I. Uh, it's everything wants to be, you know, everything's right now uh, yeah. nowadays. It has it's the instant press of a button. Uh, I needed ten seconds ago, um, but people forget you have to earn shit. And no one likes to do it because it's hard work. It's hard, yeah. It is hard work. Um, if you're self-made, like Daniel and Armand. When <laughs> Armand. That, that dude. <laughs> I, we got to give a shout out to Armand. Okay, I mean, give a shout out to Armand. Give him his episode. due. What do you got to say? Because he's a, he's a, I don't know if I like the character or not yet. Uh, he reminds me of Watto in Star Wars for some reason. <laughs> um, oh my god, that's a great, great comparison. <laughs> but he's just a real. I mean, uh, he's he's sloppy. He's a big fat dude. The way he's eating the the lobster with the butter and it's just real sloppy. And he pees in the shower, and that's why I get kicked out of the country club. <laughs> and uh, everybody does it. <laughs> yeah, you know, but. He's, uh, but you know, he's doing something right, folks, because yeah. uh, you know he's got money and he's into real estate because uh, that's that's a big money business. So he was smart enough to you know own some uh, property. And again, this is someone that uh, Daniel knows from his professional life or his career life now, right? And uh, wants to. I mean, and uh, this is uh, I'll get in, into this uh, in a sec, but. Uh, it brings out another side in Daniel, uh, we'll say. Yep. But, um, yeah, Armand, um, funny character. Um, I love his his uh, misinterpretation of a, of a classic saying. He's like... Thank you. I was going to say it if I was going to say it if you weren't going to bring it up, but go ahead. He's, uh, so, he's like, I scratch, uh, <laughs> you scratch your balls, who are you going to scratch my balls for? <laughs> And I love Daniel's and reaction. Da- yeah. Daniel just told him, he's like, I don't think that's quite how the thing goes. <laughs> but oh, God. Just a funny thing to add for Armand. Yep. You know, that's, uh, I might, I might make that t-shirt. Oh, my God. For Armand. <laughs> That'd be a funny one. He's got your balls. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, well, yeah, shout out, shout out to Armand. Shout out yep, to Armand. So. <laughs> um, all right. Um, so, okay, so uh, tell us what your drum technique moment uh, was of the episode. Okay, I. It seems like a reoccurring theme for me, but I'm going to mention it yet again. Um, uh, the whole Daniel and Amanda relationship. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's it's very interesting. This episode, we see another side of Daniel. Yeah. Um, 
And it's not really... He doesn't do anything malicious. You know, I think maybe this is this is typical of how, you know, some people would act when they don't want to do anything super out of the ordinary. But he's definitely you know, got go some blinders and, on. Yeah, he's it's he's, he's he's got tunnel vision right now and all he wants to do is get back for the you know, Johnny's really messed with him up. And yeah. he, you know, he's obviously pissed off at you know. Look, he was, he was friendly to him up until he's really friendly to Johnny up until this point, even though he didn't have to be. And you know, him spray painting the dick on his billboard that was really the pushing point. And like Daniel's, like you know what, fuck this guy. I got to do something about this. Yeah. And this is adult Daniel. Um. Kind of like, all right, I'm gonna hit him where it hurts. Right, smart move. I'm like, I'm gonna, yeah. I mean, and that's 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 something that's to me that's something classic Daniel would do. Yeah. Um. You know, Daniel. I mean, before this is like pre Karate Daniel version. You know, that's like that's how he would get revenge with the water hose and didn't see that coming. <laughs> the you water know, hose, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, This is his modern day water hose answer. <laughs> <laughs> but um. You know, it's uh, the whole scene when he, uh, you know, they're in the the little quickie mart and they show him like, yeah, it looks like uh, this guy had a rough day. Put his beer on my tab and he walks away. (laughs) He's got that little smirk. I'm like, Daniel, man, you're being a dick right now, though. You know, I'm just like, that's the first time like you you saw another side of Daniel. And you again, you really, if you look at it, you can't blame him because this is, he's pissed off. He's doing, you know, he's tired of this bullshit. Right. And, uh, and stand, again, another, love, like you said, another recurring theme, he stands up for himself in another way that we haven't, I guess we haven't quite seen it like, because like you said, we, this is him and as an adult and he makes, again, a very, very intelligent move, manipulative, but very intelligent nonetheless. Absolutely, yeah. That's his, uh, and but what uh, is is so we as we see this, I mean, not darker side, but you know, whatever. I guess darker side of Daniel. Mm-hmm. Um, who's there to yet reel him back in? Um, yeah. It's Amanda. Yeah. And Daniel is having such a good. I mean, he is such in a good mood. He breaks <laughs> open a, a bottle of wine that he's been saving. And you can tell us, folks, he's excited to drink this bottle of wine. So you know it's got to be a good bottle of wine. Yep. And he pour, you know, gets a glass, pours a, a glass for him and his wife, and and he's kind of explaining to her what's going on. And, you know, bottom line, uh, like, Amanda immediately, like, scolded him. Yeah. And put him in check. And, you know, the, the thing that uh, I love that she brought up, was like, yeah, I mean, this is your childhood karate rival or whatever, but like, did you even think about the other shops in that strip mall? Yes, yes. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, no, you didn't, Daniel. And no, that's not at all. why he had tunnel vision. Yeah. And you could see the look in Daniel's face like, oh, you're so right yet yeah. again. Right. <laughs> you know, and um, it's uh, so if you, if you guys don't know what the hell we're talking about, uh, Daniel hustled. Armand just to raise the rent because he was interested in property, and uh, 
the property that, that Lawrence mine, has in the strip mall. Right. Yeah. And then our mine basically doubled the rent, so it hurt a lot. It's going to hurt all the businesses there, possibly put them out of business, and uh, that's what she's talking about when she says that. And um, she, I mean, she literally asked, tells him, like, why did you do that?" Yeah. You know, and you could just I love the tone of voice she uses. Yep. Um it's it, it's such a great relationship because right now Daniel is definitely not the same and she mentions that. Yes, she um, does. And very specifically, I mean, this is this is something um that uh <laughs> Well, I mean, again, military kind of taught me a different way, but, um, you know, he's like, just because Johnny's an asshole doesn't mean you have to be. And I, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's such a great line. I was going to say, how know, true is that, you know? Right. And that's, it's tough to do because you want, because yeah, again, is. you got to have a little pride. You got to swallow a little pride, but it's when it comes down to it, yeah, it's not really worth it. Um, <laughs> There are exceptions. Of course. Of course. Of <laughs> I'll course. Say that. Yeah. But um but yeah, I mean it's it, she was she just broke Daniel down in like less than uh thirty seconds. <laughs> and and thank God she did it. I was gonna say rightfully get, so, rightfully so. Right. He deserved it. She called him on his bullshit. And uh, it's a great reason why I mean I love that. I love Amanda as a character. She is that's I love that you know that's the type of woman Daniel's with because as you can see folks he clearly needs that yeah you know and he uh, he he loses his way he lost his way and um, you know what is that that sets up for something pretty epic in this episode <laughs> too but um, but no that's uh, so that's what I wanted to. Uh, this was the one I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, she just tells him, look, I want the Daniel I married to come back. Yeah. And, you know, she like, she gives a little sigh, a cute little sigh, like, oh, I'm so disgusted with you. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so finally, like, towards the, uh, after Daniel kind of visits uh, Miyagi for a minute, uh, he's clearing out the dojo and, she gives. She doesn't. Uh, she sees Daniel clearing out the dojo, and she just gives him a little smile, like, "All right, this is the Daniel I remember." Yes. And yes. it was a nice little, you know. Again, there's so much that could be said without having said anything. This that little look that yeah. she gave was was enough. Yeah. And um. But yeah, that was uh, just the whole uh, the expanding relationship between Daniel and Amanda for me. Yep. Uh, uh, it, it's a great uh, new, you know, new plot for this new series, and uh, I tell you what, Daniel better shape up because he's <laughs> Amanda is a great woman. I'm gonna tell you that she's great. Um, I don't have much more to say about about your point without going into my kata moment, so I'm gonna keep it brief here. And I, I I don't know, maybe we'll have the same moment for kata, but um. But yes, uh, I, I totally agree um, every, every, with everything that you said about her and their relationship. And, you know, she wants the, the Daniel that she married to come back. Um, and I think pretty much tells them whatever issues you have, you have to work those out. And um, 
again, she's she kind of grounds Daniel back to where he needs to be. And sometimes, just like we talked in the other episode about do-overs, you have to reset. Come. Time learned special Miyagi family kata. Now you ready. Like all bonsai found in tree, all karate found in this kata. Come. Together we do kata. Um, so my kind of moment is, uh, just Miguel as a character in this episode. Um, I mean, you touched on it with the whole fight scene, but, uh, the thing I love is just, uh, you see it, the, his progression, uh, in this episode as a student, Yep. um, uh, as a student of Cobra Kai and he, he wasn't ready, you know, the first time around. And now he's getting himself ready. By you know, again, the show delivers us a brilliant montage to start this episode. Um, and they show him training, folks, <laughs> setting up your you know, putting an alarm on, so, you know, getting up on a timely fashion, yeah, putting in the work, do your push-ups. He goes running. He's putting in the work. And I don't know how many weeks <laughs> they. I don't know how many weeks this you know little montage was supposed to be, but. They give little glimpses. Uh, I mean, you even see like Christmas decorations or something or some kind of holiday decorations up just to kind of help show that time is passing by or whatever. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I remember seeing Garland <clears throat> and like uh, some ornaments and stuff. So, again, could be just me mm-hmm. reading too much into it. But continue. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, it's Yeah, it's just Miguel. He's putting in hard work and... I'll tell you what, I, I might want to try that whole pitching machine thing. <laughs> that that looks kind of tough. Oh, I mean, man. give me some arm pads. Give me the Miguel protection. Give me that stuff, and I'll try it. Go I mean, it might, if it's good, if it's too bad, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll stop after the first one. I'm not stupid. <laughs> but I might try, you know, taking one off the arm. That's pretty cool. It, it is again, cool. Having played... Uh, Little League, you know, when I was younger, baseball. Uh, one of the things I always hated was when you get hit by a ball. That oh, hurts God, yeah. so much. Yeah. And, Wait, real uh, quick, can you, um, how many times did you get hit by a ball? Not how many times, but, I mean, any any of them that stand out? Or um, was it often or not often? Not really. You know, it never really happened. I was, always, I think I was always afraid it would happen. Yeah. And maybe once I might got hit by a pitch once, and it didn't hurt that much. I got hit. But other than that, I got hit by mm-hmm. a ball that we were just playing catch as warmups, and you're gonna appreciate this. So this I'm gonna give a shout out to this guy, um, who probably doesn't listen to the show, but maybe he will if I give him a shout out. Um, we were playing just you know catch to warm up for a softball game, and uh, shout out to Jason Jeske because anyone who played baseball with him or played softball with him on our leagues knows how hard that guy can throw i mean you hear the ball coming at you fiercely when you're when you, when he throws the ball and he's a phenomenal player and i was warming up with him like we normally do I mean, i don't just warm up with him i warm up with anyone but this this night happened to be uh jason and uh joe wildcard i don't know what i did but my eye went off for a moment and the ball clocked me right in the chest and this was oh, a shit. softball. 
you know, the padded version or whatever. It's not the hardball mm-hmm. softball. So I have that at least going for me. But I took one in the chest from Jason Jeske, and I lived to tell the tale. <laughs> I remember going home and looking. Oh, my God, I had, like, a big bruise there, and it was sore <laughs> so many days afterwards. But I was like, holy cow, I just took that, <laughs> and it hurt. Uh, I think another one I took off my eye one time, and uh, in a, in a, not at softball, I think when I actually did play baseball. So I, re- I remember that feeling, but those two – are moments that I mean I've gotten hit hit in the shin when I miss balls and those always sting but those are the ones that stand out when I took one to the eye and uh, when I took one right from the chest from Jason Jeske so shout out to Jason Jeske if you're not listening to the Icebox podcast here's a reason to listen to it <laughs> right um, I think uh, if it doesn't exist I mean it should uh, I nominate uh, Jason Jeske for the uh, the Wisconsin you know uh, Hall of Fame. I think he's a hopper, folks. He's a, he's a at least hopper. my time. I think he's a hopper. <laughs> he would he would get my vote. Um, it, it, I mean, it's it almost be a unanimous vote. He would get in immediately the first time that he's uh, presented into the hopper of Wisconsin. Is that yeah, what we're calling ballot. it? He's a first ballot. First yeah, ballot. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would say he's a first first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> Shout out to Jason Jeske for being a first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh God! Right oh, here. that guy's so cool. If not, we're gonna start another movement. <laughs> we got the we got the hashtag Team Moon, and we got the hashtag Team Jeske Wisconsin Hall of Fame. <laughs> I will make sure that hashtag goes up when we post this podcast on our social media pages and we'll we'll see what happens <laughs> all right so oh, go, ahead, go ahead and continue yeah. uh you want to you want to you want to do that training yourself god bless you for that <laughs> yeah right it's it looks fun it looks fun i'm all about trying a little extreme stuff like that um but no, just uh, it's that's I love the evolution of Miguel as a character in, in this episode. Um, he kicks some ass. He you know he beats up. He finally beats up Moose and Rocco, um, <laughs> you know too. Yep. And it's uh, it's it's great to see him when he gets the look on his face when he gets Johnny's gi. Um, yeah. Of accomplishment, and yeah. you know I think we touched on that. I don't know if it was last episode or the other one when. My drill sergeant, you know, called us finally soldiers. Right. Um, right. I was like, that's the same thing Miguel felt with that moment. Like, I'm no longer a little trainee. Uh, I am now officially Cobra Kai because he's got the heat. <laughs> and it's awesome. It's I mean, it's the Cobra Kai heat. And uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great moment for Johnny and Miguel. Uh, but I think Miguel more so because, again, I think he's if not the central character yeah. um, right now, uh, you know, uh, it's hard to say, but um, he's coming along and he's becoming better because of Cobra Kai. And I'd agree. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's arguably the main character of the, of the series right now um, because we've seen his beginning and we've seen the development. It's not like we're skipping stages with him. Uh, so yeah, I had agree in a, a great moment with him. Uh, rightfully earned, and I would say, you know, Lawrence is very proud of him, but that sense of accomplishment, that's that's all Miguel. And um, I think that moment, which is, we have to mention this too, um, that moment, as great as it was, 
I don't want to say it was soured, probably the, the not the right word for it, but um, another development that we see is that because of that huge moment, Miguel and uh, Lawrence embrace in a hug. Um, you know, because it was a great, mo- great moment. We just we've just said that, but Robbie, after going through mm-hmm. some moments in this episode too with his mom, and his mom revealing to him that the his loser. Uh, came to him and Lawrence and Robbie was inquisitive, nothing major, just he piqued his interest and he, it was enough for him to say, what did he want? Um, and uh, Shannon quickly dismissed it as being like nonsense for the most part, but did mention that ha- he inquired about having Robbie stay with him. And right there was the little, little hook and bait. We'll say that it in, it enticed Robbie to um, inquire further because a later scene, because uh, Shan- then Shannon goes out. So I'm assuming later that night, but you see Robbie on the on his laptop and you guess what he's looking at? He's looking at Cobra Kai, the Cobra Kai website. And he's interrupted by that with uh, his drunk mom and boyfriend or date. Well, not even boyfriend, but date coming home and they're, you know, they're, they're drunk and they're going to sneak into the bedroom. She says, you know, Robbie's sleeping and, you know, you see Robbie, which which is another great moment, Wildcard, um, with, with what some kids have to face uh, today, too, in other in other families and such. But to minimize the noise, we'll say he just escapes into his laptop. Right. Because that's always yeah. going to be there for him. Puts his headphones on, escapes into music and literally just creates a little, uh, for lack of a better uh, phrase, uh, fortress of solitude. So he doesn't have to hear reality going on right now and just kind of process what he needs to process. So I go another great moment right there too, which says speaks volumes, but it's, it, it's uh, so much so where it actually makes Robbie seek out <coughs> Johnny, his dad. And of course for entertainment sake, for story sake, for Netflix sake, they couldn't come at a worse time. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Robbie um, comes around the corner with a bag. He has a suitcase with him. Sees Johnny and Miguel hug, and that was just enough to, I don't know what he was thinking exactly. I'm not in that head, but whatever it was, was enough for him to do a 180 and retreat back to a former mentality a mentality to seek some sort of retribution, um, revenge, standing up for himself on some level that he seeks out a job for LaRusso Auto, and he gets it. Um, and we don't know what he's thinking with that, but already fans can see that he just broke ties with his dad and now is seeking allegiance with someone who knows that he hurts his dad in LaRusso. Um, and that will obviously be an element that's going to be developed further on in the series. And we're going to see plenty of it, believe me. Um, but just, you know, a great moment with the Miguel, uh, your uh, your drum moment there, too, with Miguel and Lawrence. Um, but again, I'll say soured this time uh, with all the backstory that Robbie brings to it, too. Um, just the, I want to read what uh, as as uh, what's his name? Shit, I forgot the kid. Robbie? Robbie. Robbie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, As Robbie's reading the website, um, I want to read what they put. I don't know if he actually got to read it, but it's what the about Cobra Kai section. Okay. 
It was um, quick. Cobra Kai is the best karate dojo in the valley. We live and train by a code. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. Do you think you have what it takes uh, to learn the way of the fist? Click on our sign-up page for one free class. About Sensei Lawrence. Sensei Johnny Lawrence is a former All-Valley Tournament champion. In fact, he didn't lose a single point in his junior year. <laughs> he currently resides in Reseda, and when he's not teaching karate, you can find him jamming out to 80s rock in his Firebird. <laughs> I didn't notice that, dude. <laughs> yeah. I did not notice that. <laughs> so Miguel wrote that perfectly. I mean, you can tell Miguel wrote that, and... Again, that's the Miguel knows his sensei. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. All right. Um, so let's let's get to our kata moment here. Oh no, that was your kata moment. I'm sorry, right? I'm, I'm misspoken here. Yeah. So my kata yep. moment, um, which goes back to our first part of our discussion in the early episode where I said this is pro- probably um, be- because I can't think of another moment. There there are other moments, believe me, but no other moment. I think to my my memory has got to me the way this moment has in the entire series so far i literally lost myself in quite the opposite way of i normally do when i lose myself and i just go ballistic out of my chair and yell and all that kind of stuff it this moment emotionally impacted me so much i'll say it on the air recorded Dude, I cried. <laughs> I cried at this moment multiple times. And I watched it multiple times because it was so, so empowering. So, better word, inspiring. And we've talked about this before um, in, the, in these moments, even with past episodes. But my kata moment is Daniel finding himself again which really uh, comes off of your talk track with him and, and Amanda and how Daniel is becoming someone that he wasn't always what he used to be. And he's, be, you know, he's, we're seeing another side of him. He's losing track of what made Daniel, Daniel. And we, we just barely talked about it in the past moment there, but he goes because he realizes this after Amanda, um, again, rightfully so, grounds him, he goes to seek out what any of us would probably seek out if we were lucky to have one, a mentor or anyone that you look up to. And it was so... I'm going to start crying now, dude. (laughs) Um, But it was so emotional because he went back to see Mr. Miyagi. And... Of course, Mr. Miyagi has passed on, which, um, honestly, we actually probably, I don't think we knew that. Did we know that up to this point? That he's, I think we just, it was assumed, yeah. Okay. Um, but, I mean, because we know the actor died, so my fans coming into it know that. But, um, so maybe that's why we're under the assumption. But I don't think they come out right, rightfully and said it. And if I'm wrong, I'm no, wrong. No, right. But, yeah. um, but, so now we know for sure. It's closure. Uh, he visits Mr. Miyagi at his grave. And I have some notes here. I want to make sure I get this right. Um, so Daniel visits him. Uh, he says, it's been a few months, but better late than never. And I love that. <laughs> I love that little bit because 
the people who mean the most to you, um, sometimes life gets in the way. And you do lose track. You do lose sight of uh, some precious things um, that you should probably appreciate before they're gone. And that <laughs> little bit right there, there's been months, right? I mean, we can think of other, we can think of people in our lives that we may not have interacted for in such a, for, for such a while. It could be days, you know, but in this case, months. And, but yeah, you, you want to make sure you reach out to them before it is too late. Um, and Daniel kind of says that it's better late than never. And you have to question mark that because he's gone, you know, um, and life moves on. Life has a way of, right? Whoever you are, just it just moves on. Um, but such a great little moment. He comes back and seeks his mentor. Um, and I love how he says, you know, as a kid that uh, Mr. Miyagi always seemed like he had the answer. And you go back to the original movies, every problem that they had, um, they were able to work out. And Miyagi was quick to shout a little a one-liner or, you know, just like grape, you know, <laughs> stuff like that um, to say, to show that, yeah, he has an answer. It's because he's experienced so much. Um, but I think Daniel, his next line really hits home with, um, I'll generalize, but people my age and such or our age and such, because he says as an adult, he thought it would get better or easier because it seemed that way as a kid. And it's it's almost laughable because it you know in a lot of ways it gets harder, um, and it's not as easy. And to see someone make it through the way Miyagi did, or I'll say your mentors or my mentors or all of your other mentors and coaches in your lives, people you look up to, if they made it look easy, just know it wasn't, and it isn't. They went through their trials and tribulations. They went through their experiences to get to where they are today and he seeks them out to get that back and you see him reverting back to something they did together trimming a bonsai tree that he has at the grave and that was such a huge bond with them um and you know trimming the bonsai tree so it's, it's something that really again grounds him in another way <laughs> and um what made me tear up at the at the grave scene was <laughs> Oh, man, I'm tearing up again, dude. <laughs> um, because he says, he's talking to him like he's there. And when he realizes he's not, he's just says, I really wish you could be here right now. You know, and uh, you did a shout out to Danny uh, earlier today, too. Who knows what kind of wonderful person that that man could be right now. Um, and there's plenty of other examples, too. But just to say that yeah, I really wish you could be here right now because we do miss them. Um, and then as he leaves, you hear Miyagi's voice and it's almost like he's calling to him, to Daniel. Mm -hmm. And it's the lesson about balance. And it's from the first movie, so you can watch the scene there too, but they play it out in the, this episode. Um, and he asks Daniel, do you remember the lesson about balance? And Daniel's like, yeah. And... And he was talking in terms of karate. Um, but Miyagi wanted to remind him or explain to him that the lesson about balance. I love the way he says it. I'm going to kill Miyagi. So I'm just going to say it normal. And then I'll try to do it in Miyagi's voice. <laughs> um, but he says the lesson uh, about balance is about your entirety. It's about your, it's all aspects of your life. And he goes, your lesson about whole life. All life have balance. Everything gets better. 
<laughs> so, and it's so hard. Wild card. It's so hard to get that, to achieve a balance in your life as a totality. But if you're lucky enough to get it, even if it's just moments, you will see that everything can and will just get better. And we see that culminate in the moment where he's cleaning out the pool house. And that's when you mentioned Amanda coming in and she could have said something, right? We all want to mm -hmm. hear She's been saying great things up until this point. Um, so you almost want to hear what she has to say, but she doesn't need to. Silence can be so powerful sometimes too. And her just walking in, stopping, glancing, smiling, leaving says all you need says all you need to know she knows that he's coming back daniel is resetting himself um he needs to and he wasn't forced to he did it on his own we cannot force people to do things and if you take that avenue you're only going to get conflict and and um you're going to get uh, stopped essentially it has to be on your own choice. It has to be on your own terms. Daniel made that choice. He's setting up his karate pieces. And we see uh, the banners, which I have no idea what, the, what they'll say. <laughs> um, but he, see, he sets up uh, a picture from Karate Kid Part 3 with him and Miyagi in black and white uh, uh, celebrating uh, his, his uh, tournament victory over Mr. Barnes. And um, Fat Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, we gotta talk about him sometime. <laughs> sometime too. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You see another picture of him, and this was touched upon earlier too in the series, uh, with his daughter in you know in their geese, and again, again a reminder of a better time, um, arguably a simpler time. But whether it is simpler or not, it's just a matter of a point in his life where things made sense, which is important here. And Dan Wildcard, here we go. Um, he goes to another box, and we see we see Daniel looking at the box. So we're looking almost looking at it like it's the box's perspective. But he opens it up, and it's the headband. And I like, oh my god, dude! I lost it because it's not just the moment where you literally see Daniel reset himself, but the music. And that is such a powerful element in general, in storytelling, for sure. But the music they play to this scene got had, had me in tears, dude. I just lost myself. I was inspired um, by this moment. And I'm going to take that and just go with it. But you see Daniel put the headband on. And we see Dan the Daniel we all know and love. We see him, of course, doing which I think is the most important or the uh, coolest uh, karate lesson that Miyagi taught him. And because of what it means, it's his kata, which is why I love wrapping up our, our conversations with our kata moment, um, because it's just about focus. Recentering yourself, you know, uh, avoiding the outside distractions, avoiding the social media that we've talked about. Getting away from it all, the bullying, your your plots, your retributions, whatever it is, it's all gone. Right now, this in this moment, it's just you. And how do you bring clarity to yourself? 
and we see Daniel doing the kata and the music playing um, and it all finishes with with you know with him executing the final moment of his kata technique I lost myself so inspiring wild card I love this we see Daniel back and it's a moment for all of us to take and learn it's okay to have a moment to reset yourself even if it's daily if you need to do it daily whatever you got to do just don't lose sight of yourself don't become what you never saw yourself being find out what makes you you and become you again wildcard i turn it over to you what do you have to say well what made this what made that end scenes so effective it would be cool regardless that whole end scene would be just amazing regardless but i think what made it even more effective i mean to this level is the whole build up to it yes because we saw you know we see daniel from the beginning of the episode he's having a uh, brunch with armon um he sees johnny and kind of you know tells him hey this is a kind of tells you to fuck you <laughs> you know to, to johnny because he got him um without having to do anything really right this is like i'm going after your money you know, like i'm putting you out of business <laughs> i told i've told you i'm not letting cobra kai back in the valley and uh you know that he gets scolded by his wife yeah you know and he goes to see miyagi um which was just a like you say it's a it's a great scene um this was his for all intents and purposes this was his dad because there was his father figure right um he didn't have that he didn't have that and this was the most important, probably the most important person in his in his life, um, and what's helped him get to the point living in a goddamn mansion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean Miyagi is really responsible for ground for giving Daniel that strong foundation, like we talked about earlier. Yeah, um, it's you know it's all because of this man, and you can tell just how much Daniel misses him in his life oh yeah and it's huge it's a huge gap and you know did was amanda that bridge was she the one that kind of replaced him and you know miyagi is that central probably right um you know, she, you know they haven't really explained too much uh, as far as their backstory um of how they and how and what they meant you know kind of stuff but yeah um it's that whole, but the whole build up to that end scene, again with that music, it's very subtle, and then it gets louder, and then it just you know it goes full blown. Uh, the headband, <laughs> you know, I I gotta get one now after watching. <laughs> I just gotta get one of those headbands. Uh, I mean, and it looks, he still looks, you know, they still look awesome in their old. I know. This is the first time we're seeing yes Daniel in his original gi. Yep, yep, yep. And. He looks awesome. <laughs> like, look at look at look at Larusso. He still got it, man. And it, you, you just again, it's it's. I can see how it was emotional, um, especially if you if you apply it to your own life. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's why it was you know even more emotional. But it's uh, it's a great coming. We're seeing Daniel come back to. Um, hopefully him is his, his, his true self. Correct. From yeah. the, 
the uh, the Miyagi Do student. You know, this is this is the this is the for Daniel uh, his wife needs, and I think uh, Daniel knows this is who he needs to be. All right, uh, Wildcard, let's wrap up this conversation on Episode 5, Counterbalance of Cobra Kai Season 1. Um, final thoughts, I'll give mine real quick, and then I'll let you uh, give yours. Um, just, again, just a great episode. Uh, a lot of different aspects um, that uh, each viewer can make their own and, and go off on, on, on tangents or whatever you need to do. Um, and it just it hits on so many levels. Again, making it such a successful show and series because we're only on episode five and um, we're seeing tips of the icebergs. Um, we're going to see more character development as it goes and it just gets better and better. So uh, it's so exciting. Um, I actually forgot this episode had that uh, end scene with Daniel. So when I, when I saw the title counterbalance, I was like, Oh God, has it happened this early? Uh, and sure enough, early, but you know, episode five, but still, um, but I was like, oh my God, I'm going to enjoy this. And I was like building that moment up the entire time I was watching the episode. And I'm, I'm trying, cause I'm trying to convince myself that this was the episode happening. And right when I saw Daniel go to the gray, I was like, yes. Oh my God, this is it. <laughs> so I was already, that's when I was jonesing my, like my normal self. <laughs> that was when I realized it was going to be that. Um, but great episode. Uh, just a couple of lines that I wanted to shout out uh, just cause it made me laugh um, and, and, and think as well. But um uh, in the beginning when Miguel was training with, uh, Johnny and, um, you see Miguel doing what he, he you know, be, becoming a great student, learning so much more to the point where he sweeps Johnny's leg and, and floors Johnny. And you see Johnny grab the remote, push the button and shoot a, a baseball at, at Miguel's head and t- totally clocks him right in the ear, drops Miguel and stuff too. And, uh, Miguel quickly points out, goes, God, that wasn't fair. And uh, Lawrence goes, you want a fair fight? Dream on. <laughs> so you can't yeah. think your enemy is going to play by the rules. So people out there, remember that. Just because you're raised a certain way or you have a certain code does not mean that's what your opponent or anyone else in this world is going to play by. And if you want a reminder, just put on the put on the news, take a look, and you'll see plenty of different viewpoints. So you can never think that they're going to play by the same set of rules that you have. Uh, so a great moment with there. Um, the, oh, I like, I like the little, the yoga session when they got interrupted. Um, and they said they got to change the energy in this place. Oh, God. <laughs> and they put the banner and I cracked up and the banner said, love is here to namaste. <laughs> so stupid. What a great banner. Oh my God. Yeah. That could be a shirt too. Probably is. <laughs> Um, but such a, just a, such a comedic moment, uh, with, uh, you know, prop scenery and stuff like that too. Um, another line that made me laugh when, uh, Amanda and, uh, Sam were having a moment at the dinner, the, the lobster dinner with uh, Armand, um, 
and they're talking and then it gets interrupted because <laughs> what's Daniel's kid's name? Hmm. Anthony. Anthony. Okay. She sees Anthony. <laughs> oh God. Stupid. I asked you his name and I have it written down right in front of me because she says, Anthony, <laughs> stop drinking the butter. I oh. wanted to vomit. <laughs> you know how I get around melted butter and butter in general to see, <coughs> to, <coughs> to see him take a butter dish. I'm losing. Okay. Uh, and like just drinking it. What like got off a trough almost. It was just disgusting. My eyes teared up for the wrong reasons when I saw, <laughs> when I saw that, but Oh God, so ugly and nasty. I hated that. Um, I think the last thing I had was, let me see if I can find it. Oh, um, another thing when, uh, or the last thing I have is again, taking it back to the first thing I said about uh, having a fair fight and everyone playing by their own set of rules. Um, Aisha, when faced with Miguel, um, and, uh, Johnny was like, okay, fight, you know, and go out, don't hold back. You know, you're equals, right? You were just saying before that women are equal and everything. So let her have it, you know, face, face, uh, face each other as equals. And Miguel is very hesitant. And Aisha says, may I remind you that this is my first day <laughs> of, uh, of practice. <laughs> and um, uh, Lawrence was quick on that too. He says, well, your enemies don't care what day it is. They prey on fear. So again, the whole bully aspect and what makes people seemingly powerful is that they prey on your fear. Um, and I, that was such a great moment, too, in Karate Kid Part 3 with, with Barnes again. And I love that whole scene, too, that whole Miyagi um, speech that he gives Daniel on the floor, on the moment when um, Barnes pretty much has Daniel beat and they go into overtime. And Daniel's just like, screw this. I'm done. Forget it. I just I'm done with this. Uh, I want I just want to go home. And where do you feel here? Uh, some or most people do. Maybe not, maybe not all, but most people feel safe when they're at home. And that's how he reverts back. He says, I just want to go home. He goes, and Miyagi responds quickly. says, no, 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 no. Hang on. Hang on, Daniel. He says, you, you, tell you what. And this, and this is important, too. I want to make sure people hear this. It's okay. It is perfectly okay to lose in general, but it's okay to lose to your opponent whatever that opponent might be, but must not, can't not lose to fear. And Daniel, uh, he replies as, well, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of him, okay? What do you want me to do? And then Miyagi just, you know, snaps up the situation. He goes, Daniel-san, oi, oi, oi! And he reminds him, yeah, again, the kata thing again. It's like, you stay focused. Your best karate, your best self, is still inside of you. Guess what? Now it's time to let out. So just wanted to throw that in there as my as one of my final wrap-up thoughts too. But I had, uh, this was probably the best episode that I've had watching up to this point and in these conversations. Um, a very, very big highlight is to me is episode five of this series. Um, but I will turn it over to you, Wildcard, with your final thoughts and wrap-up of what I think is the most excellent episode um, that we've seen so far. Um, <clears throat> yeah, to me, it's, uh, I'll say, so we, we've saw five to me, it's number two. All right. Um, I still think the the, the pilot is better <laughs> than this one. Um, but again, there were, it's one A and one B pretty oh, much, sure. but, uh, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, as far as uh, my final thoughts here, uh, again, I love this show so much because it gives me, it's giving me healthy doses of uh, of 80s montages. <laughs> um, keep, a, keep them coming. Oh, yeah. I can't get enough of them. So bring on the montages. Thank God bless them. Um, again, just diving into more of the Daniel Amanda relationship. Um, Amanda is, she doesn't have, like you said, she doesn't have much screen time right now. Um, but it's highly effective. Right. And we see she's very important, uh, in Daniel's life. And, um, I tell you what, she struggles with the damn, she struggles with Anthony too. I mean, who knows? Anthony's Anthony's got issues drinking butter like that, <laughs> and like you know that reminded me of something Matt would do. Um, <laughs> you know, Matt eats butter, or you know, he used to do some crazy stuff like that, and it, it, it reminded me of Matt when he did that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but um, but no, so just uh, their relationship, and uh, and lastly, um, I touched on it. I think uh, the previous episode. Uh, we find out yet another reason why Yaya is so badass. Yeah. Um, and she's not even in it. She, yeah, she's not even in it. Zero screen time, but she gets a big part of credit for this episode because she took the phone call. She didn't snitch on him. Yeah. You know, snitches get stitches. She knows the rule 101. <laughs> and she, uh, and she actually told Miguel she's proud of him. Yeah. And again, that's, that's I, I touched on that earlier when you know our my principal this this nun told me she's proud of me for doing that. Um, this is his Miguel's grandma, and you know yeah yeah tells him look I'm so proud of you what you, of beating up those bullies you know, and Lord knows it wasn't a fair fight because it was like four yep. on one, five on one, and Miguel did it he was ready and uh, he he he's like becoming he's becoming more because I'll tell you what. That first stri- that first strike he gave to Tyler or Kyler, um, <laughs> he let him swing. Miguel stopped him cold, yeah. twisted his arm, and you know it's like in, in perfect response because like you think you could use your lame ass karate on me, and he <laughs> stops him. Miguel's like, no, it's Cobra Kai, and boom! <laughs> and I'm like, ah. Oh. So again, using Tom, all, uh, you know, a lot of tough lines in this yeah. show too. That's a that's a tough ass line. Um, but, uh, and, but I give all the credit to, to, to Yaya because she, um, she helped Miguel, uh, become this because, you know, little, little stuff like that is not that big a deal if it's for the right reason. Right. Um, and just imagine if his mom did find out about that, that may not have happened, you know, I mean, because, because he loves his mom so much and that, that sense of family that they have, um, it could have easily gone the other way and we might not have had that moment. So yeah, very crucial part. But again, that's the brilliance of like, they gave us a whole little interaction to think about without even having to uh, say it. I mean, because I I would have loved to see that scene uh, interaction between Yaya and Miguel, Uh, you know, know, her taking the phone call and Miguel's probably worried. He's like, Oh my God, he's going to, she's going to tell my mom. (laughs) And, you know, she, she obviously, you know, she didn't. So, uh, I just kind of pictured that little reaction. She probably made him something to eat right after that too. Yeah, some tortillas. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, but no, that's my uh, that's my final uh, little point on this episode. Um, is uh, 
just a shout out to Team Yaya again. Team Yaya. Oh, actually, yeah. one last thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I want the we, so this episode I'm all about the movements. Uh, hashtag Team Moon. Yep. Um, let's get Moon some some love. She's a she's an adorable little character. Um, let's get uh, Jason Jeske in the Hall of Fame first ballot hoffer. Uh, <laughs> And for softball, because he deserves it. He earned it. Um, he best damn shortstop I ever saw. Oh, yeah. And I loved his competitive spirit. Jeske yeah. was a competitor. Oh, I God, loved yeah. that about Jeske. An extreme competitor, too. Yep. And, you know, I, I, again, always, his dad was always at, the, uh, at his games. He had the old saying, <laughs> look in the other hand, you got a watermelon. I never knew what the hell that meant back in the day, but it was always saying that. And um, but uh, but yeah, let's get Jeske. The I'm just gonna refer to him as the as the first ballot hoffer from now on. <laughs> and uh, and then yeah, lastly, uh, Yaya it gives you another reason why she is such a great Yaya. <laughs> All right, uh, great, great, great to have you back on the on the show with us again, uh, Wild Card. So thank you very much for taking time to talk some more Cobra Kai with us. Um, like I said, probably in the past episodes, I am just looking forward to next week so we can have another episode to di- to dissect and discuss um, in this awesome manner. And I hope everyone out there is enjoying it too, um, and and getting out of it what we're gonna. It's a form of entertainment. And it's a good one at that, if not a great one. Um, but again, Wildcard, thanks for coming back onto the podcast. Um, and we will see you again next week. Sounds good. Till next week, uh, everyone, listen up. Start the movements, and um, we'll see where it goes. I have yet to have an invite for dinner yet. Because <laughs> um, we just recently posted it. I mean, yeah. it hasn't been out forever. Correct, correct. So... Well, okay, so, like so remind days, remind uh, listeners because yes, I, I uh, Inspired Creations, the Inspired Creations Network has been very very busy, um, and I know Huckle was late to get out this last episode. Um, so for those that are just first time listening to that episode, or maybe even jumping ahead to this one, um, go ahead and remind <laughs> remind our listeners what those invitations were for, because it's important. Wildcard. They are. That's very important. Um. I need to know where I can find a good boba tea. All right. Uh, so I I haven't found one here yet, but uh, I I I did like them when I had them in Korea. So I'm looking for a good boba. Uh, let me know where I can get one. Um, I'm also uh, there was also the sushi challenge. Um, <laughs> let's go eat some. Let, I, I want to get invited out to get some sushi. So throw me out an invite to get some sushi. Uh, I might even float the bill. We'll see. You know, <laughs> depends depends on who it is. <laughs> At worst, I'll pay for my own food. Uh, but, uh, as Danny would say, we'll go Dutch. <laughs> right, hey, we'll go Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then, um, shoot, what was the last one? Um, oh, just dinner. This is going to eat. I think it was right. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I knew the I knew the boba tea and the sushi. I don't know if you're throwing. Hey, throw throw it out right now. If you want to just have a good dinner, throw it out right there. Go ahead. Yeah, I can't even remember. I th- there was one more. I have to listen to the other one. Yeah, I think it's something like that. But anyways, those are the main two: the boba and the sushi. And uh, that's what. Uh, so I'm still waiting. Still waiting. <laughs>
And there you have it. That conclu- that concludes that conversation anyway. We have plenty more to come, mind you. Um, pretty cool, huh? I mean, again, if I'm mean, implore you, if you're not watching Cobra Kai, what are you waiting for? If you've watched it already, rewatch it so you can prepare for season three coming out. Uh, it's a great show. So many levels. Oh my god, so many scenes like that got to me. But I loved, loved that ending kata scene with Daniel Larusso finding himself again. Um, bringing balance to all aspects of his life, going back to what made it happen. Oh, I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, let us know what you think, please. And hey, let's throw out those invites to the wild card who wants to find some great boba tea and some great sushi. He's waiting. You can email us at iceboxcast at gmail.com or comment in one of the many places I put this on social media. Tag the wild card or say attention wild card. Hey, I know some great boba tea. Let's get some. I know some great place to get sushi. Let's go get some sushi. And I'll pass on the information. Technically, I won't. Charlie Huckle will. That's his job, not mine. I am the face of the company. I am the talent. Charlie Huckle does all the other important work. Um, so he'll he'll get uh, the wild card, uh, those invites. But feel free to send him out. Uh, he's been waiting. And uh, we'll see what happens from there. All right. That is going to wrap up our show. I want to thank you very, very much for taking time out of your busy day, uh, whether it be listening to us uh, directly or just flipping it on and having it on the background while you do, I don't know, vacuuming your floor or maybe you're at a table doing crafts and you just had us on in the background. I appreciate that. And honestly, that's like that's how kind of how I imagine podcasts to be listened to. In the background, unless it's so importantly dire that you have to hear every word. That, that's more than fine. Those podcasts do exist. Mine isn't one of them, though. No, mine is not one of them. Mine, my podcast is one of those podcasts you just put in the background and and who cares what the heck it's, I'm saying. You're dealing with whatever you got to deal with. But to those who actually truly do listen to our show, thank you. It means you have no idea what it means to me knowing that you take time out of your day to listen to our podcast. And by God, I hope it makes you laugh and I hope it makes you smile. If it makes you think that's just a bonus, that was never my intention. I just, (laughs) I just wanted to make a laugh or smile at my expense. I'm trying to entertain you to give you a break from the cruel reality out there. It's ugly out there. Um, and just take a break and come on adventure in with the icebox. So thank you again for taking time of your day to listen to it. Uh, if you like our podcasts, I got one more out there. It's called Comic Complex, and that one's just about comic books. But either one, you can hear them on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and now even Spotify. Um, whoa, hello. Oh, God, thank God I had a cover on that. Just dropped my water, people. Um, the other thing I do is I have a YouTube channel and it is called Icebox Cast. You must, you must, if you enjoy the podcast, you must subscribe to my YouTube channel. Help me. I'm only at 42 subscribers. 42. But I'm thankful for all 42 of those subscribers. Um, but you got to subscribe. And I have three programs on there. Started it all with Revelations, which is me showing cool toys, comics, Funko Pops, Anything I buy to collect or to play with. Yes, I do play with these things. Um, I also have one called Fractured Games, and that's me playing um, video games for you. Uh, I do not. I repeat, I do not do tutorials. 
I pretend to do I to do tutorials, but you don't want to learn a thing about video games from this guy, okay? Um, but I have fun. And again, the goal is to make you smile and laugh and have some uh, fun watching me play some games and hopefully have you go out and play those games too. And I try not to be annoying. That's really that's really tough because I hear it every day that I'm so annoying. Um, it's 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 just part of who I am. Uh, part of that jerk thing coming back again. <laughs> um, the last show I have for you is my most popular program on my YouTube channel so far. It is called Beating for All. Uh, and there I literally show you my passion, my fondness for doing perler bead art. Perler beads are little plastic colored beads that remind me of pixels. And you put them together to make a cool image. I've done DC superheroes. I've done Marvel superheroes. I've done the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We concluded a ninja contest. I've done Darth Maul. I've done a glow-in-the-dark Slimer. I've done Mario uh, wielding a hammer against Donkey Kong. I've done Grimlock from the Transformers. People, you got to watch these shows. These programs are there for you, and they're free. So check out Beating for All 2. All three of those programs are on my YouTube channel, Icebox Cast. Best place to find me if you have an account uh, is on Facebook. On Facebook, I am found there as the Umbrella Academy of my network. Uh, it's called Inspired Creations HOM. There I post all of my links to the podcast, all of my links to the YouTube programs that I have for you. I also go on Facebook Live. You get to see the most influential speaker of the House of M live and in color. Um, or I also post my artwork that I do for Cricut applications. And I've had a lot of success recently with doing some masks uh, for people. And uh, that's actually what's been part of the reason why I was delayed, because I, there was a lot of uh, post edits that had to be done, a lot of recordings, a lot of interactions with Mr. Huckle himself. And uh, what got, not in the, I don't want to say in the way, but what added to the uh, plethora of things going on is I had to produce some masks for some paying customers. So um, I had to get those done as well. So part in the delay, but we're back here and we're doing some more for you. But yes, I post the artwork that I do for those uh, cricket applications to do masks, to do tumblers, to do hoodies, to do t-shirts, to do decals, all kinds of wonderful things. You must check out my Facebook page. That Facebook page again is Inspired Creations H-O-M. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram. Uh, I have uh, two accounts there, IceboxCast where I post pretty much a lot of Pokemon stuff, Pokemon Go uh, items, a lot of the toys I show on Revelations, a lot of fun stuff. And I also have an account called Inspired Creations HOM on Instagram. And there I post all the artwork that I do for uh, the Cricut stuff, and I also post finished products of the items we make with the uh, Cricut application. So check us out there on Instagram too. Any comments, any questions that you want to be read on air, uh, you can send them to iceboxcast at gmail.com. Yes, people, I still read email. Iceboxcast at gmail.com. Send me your comments. Send me your questions. I'll read them on air, uh, and we'll have fun with those as well. Even if you tell me my show stinks, I will still have fun with it, and I will read it on the air. Unless you curse, eh, then I probably won't read it. I mean, i got to draw the line somewhere, right? Um, but take advantage of that uh, that you can. But anyway, until then, yeah, I, I appreciate everyone listening. Um, let me know what you think of uh, these episodes with Cobra Kai. Don't forget the wild card invites about sushi and boba tea. And until next slime, may all your cakes be tasty.
right. Well, then uh, let's get talking about this awesome episode. <laughs> I'll segue you in, okay? Alright. <laughs> 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 Pittsburgh in the Pittsburgh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> boss man, big boss. <laughs> All right. Oh, <Hello>, Pittsburgh. <laughs> 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 oh, that's so stupid. All right, go ahead. Drum technique. Uh, I'll start with this. No, no, yeah. No, I start. Yeah, I'll start with this one. <laughs> um, Jesus. <laughs> where's, my di- where's my darn format? You messed up my whole filing system. <laughs> um... These are Jim. They're when I when I like when uh, when I wow well, God I can't fucking talk. I'm glad I do this now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Good God. Hold on, hold on. Hey, I got Tahiti G D A D A. Hold on, hold on. Where's that from? You remember? Oh yeah, Young Gun Two. <laughs> <laughs>